This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 160, Simplifying Life, Weed the Garden. This is an encore presentation of episode 15, which was originally published in December 2018. If you're looking for a high quality, gorgeous, classic bag, check out Maiden Bags, you guys. You will find the most classic, versatile, stunning bags that you just can't wait to make a part of your everyday life. From crossbody to totes to backpacks and accessories, we have fallen head over heels for Maiden and their gorgeous products. And their colors, you guys, oh my goodness, to die for. When designing these products, they've succeeded in creating functional and beautiful bags that move with you through different stages of womanhood, like having a diaper bag that also works well as a laptop bag or for errands or a carry-on for travel. The modern styles, versatility, perfect implementation of pockets, and buttery soft exterior made of premium oiled vegan leather make any maiden bag the perfect reliable companion as you move through your day-to-day activities. Check them out on Instagram or online at maidenbags.com, M-A-D-E-N-B-A-G-S.com. Use code Becky at checkout to save 15%. Right here we go. We are talking about something that I think would be considered time sensitive for a lot of people because it's pretty much resolution based ish. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the time that this episode comes out is right after Christmas will have happened, right? Um, But this is a topic that, in our opinion, is relevant every single day of the year. It's just, it's applicable no matter. What stage of life you're in, no matter which week or month that you're listening to this, it just is something that we all need to th- be thinking about. All the time. Yeah. So it's it's good. There also, are... it induces sometimes feelings of nauseousness in my tummy <laughs> and maybe a little throw up in the back of my throat. Uh, but that's not going to be what it's going to be today. Wait. But it's true. I get around New Year's resolution time oh. and I start to feel like, Ugh! All these things. Do you really? I do, which is why this episode is great. I feel a lot of pressure that I put on myself. So I am so excited to help you present this in a way that is uplifting and meaningful and will not make people throw up in their mouths. (laughs) I honestly didn't know that you felt that way about resolutions. I do. For some reason, goals I'm all about. But when you call it a New Year's resolution, I don't know why. I know why. I'm going to... I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say, maybe you feel that way. And maybe a lot of people feel that way because society puts a lot of pressure on the idea of new year's resolution. Like it's a big deal. And that's why I'm, that's why it's a little funny to do this topic now, because I mean, like this is so relevant every other day of the year, Mm -hmm. but we chose to share this topic at this time because we know that a lot of you are thinking about resolutions. Well, and the whole point is we're bringing it up because we want to help you not throw up in your mouth. Yes, let's I know not. you're thinking about it, so let's find a better way. Let's not throw up in our mouth. Okay, I am sure that Becky, by the end of this episode, is going to think of a better analogy that is less gross. <laughs> that just is what it is. Well, my goal now, knowing that about you, because I didn't realize that, is that by the end of this episode, you will feel lighter and yes. that you will feel a little bit more empowered. Encouraged. Yes. I want to feel empowered. Okay. I don't want to feel pressured mm-hmm. and anxious. Mm-hmm. I want to feel empowered. Okay. 
I, like I love goal. goals. Goals are awesome. Yes. Goals will help. Well, I mean, they help us progress, right? Yeah. Well, that's our goal to help you with your goals. That is what we're going to do. <laughs> our goal is to help you with your goals. It is though, right? I mean, that's love it. kind of the whole point of the podcast, I think. So right now in this stage of my life and everything that I'm going through, I really feel like when it comes to goals and as I was thinking about resolutions, which by the way, sometimes there are years that go by and I'm like, resolutions, seriously, like that's every, like whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like you, not, not so much feeling the pressure, but more like really do we need to do it I'm right now? I'm already awesome, so I'm going to go ahead and say I've made it. No, I'm no just it's more like, really, okay, so everybody's talking about resolutions, and so it's, I need to be doing resolutions. That's not how it has to work, right? Right. Having said that, because the, the turn of the year is coming up, and because we do have this platform of a podcast, and we're talking about things that we feel are relevant, goals are relevant right now. Resolutions oh, are relevant sure. right now. And so what's been on my mind for the past several weeks as I've been thinking a lot about this for my personal life and for the purpose of sharing is the analogy to weed the garden. Like that's just what keeps coming back to my mind over and over and over. Did you ever weed a garden or do you guys weed a garden? What's your, do you have I a green actually, thumb? So I grew up, um, my father is a super big gardener. So I okay. grew up in New York, totally weeding gardens. Okay. And it's one of those activities I just love. Right. Like, I love it. It's an instant gratification chore, which is totally totally my jam. Also, you're outside. You're in the earth. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like weeding the garden, it's like the straight vacuum lines, but better because you're in the sunshine. Yes. Wait. Ooh. Beautiful. Wait. <laughs> so do you, gar- do you do that anymore? I don't even know. So, I have attempted. By the way, we're not here. talking about gardening in this issue of this. Right. Uh, this issue. <laughs> I have. I have in Arizona attempted to garden. Okay. And Taylor and I quickly abandoned it because there, uh, there's a lot of cost involved with making sure you have the right things in uh-huh. the soil. Since you know we live in the desert, and so it is a goal for 2020. Is 20. What we've okay. It for. <laughs> we're going to do 2019, and then we're like, nope. No. <laughs> Well, I happen to live in that same desert and I, like you, I grew up back East. And so in Maryland, we grew up with the garden and mm-hmm. we grew up with flower beds and we grew up with these things where I totally had opportunities to weed mm-hmm. and I loved it. I'm glad to know that you also loved it. So that yeah. is, I think, where the roots of my thoughts come from are my own experience with weeding the garden, because guess what happens when you eliminate the weeds, right? The good stuff can grow. That's and exactly it right. beautiful. It's exactly what happens. Okay, here's one of my favorite things to kind of set the stage here. Thomas S. Monson said, we become or we have become so caught up in the busyness of our lives. If we were to step back, however, and take a good look at what we're doing, we may find that we have immersed ourselves in the thick of thin things. In other words, too often we spend most of our time taking care of the things which really do not matter much at all in the grand scheme of things, neglecting those more important causes. That is what I think about when I think of weeding the garden in Mm -hmm. my life. And that is what is definitely at the heart of of all of my thoughts that have been happening lately. And just like real weeds, there is stuff in our life that creeps in. And that's oftentimes how weeds happen. It's not like they just pop up overnight. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it seems like they do. But sometimes without us even realizing it, this stuff kind of happens. So our responsibility is to weed our own garden. And this usually starts with the most logical first step, which is to put some intentional thought work into this. It's mm-hmm. this stuff, these improvements, they just don't happen yeah. because we kind of wish they would happen. That's not how it works. So my, um, my thought before we kind of go through a bunch of examples is I want you to be thinking about 
before you decide what the weeds are in your life, think about what those most beautiful flowers, for Mm -hmm. example, are in your garden. So for example, lately, and I know I've dropped hints about this pretty much in almost every episode, (laughs) um, but I've been feeling an increased desire to really prioritize my homemaking skills and intentional family time and family memories. Basically, everything that points to home is what is in my heart. Like, I really feel like I've done a good job with that over the years, but I want to do a fabulous, I want to be, I want to be the best I've ever been as a wife, a mom, a homemaker, anything that happens inside the walls of my home, mm-hmm. I want to be even exponentially more amazing at that. Yes, I can still run a business. I can still have outside of my home relationships, friendships. Right. I can still do great things in my life outside of home and family, but that's where my heart is wanting to improve the most. So that to me would be beautiful flowers that I totally. want to have show up a little more. I think that when we're talking about that, you have talked a lot about like the desire to be to be doing that stuff at home. And I think it's important to note, I, I know you obviously, and I know you're not saying that you want to do that so you can like post all about it and like right. pat yourself on the back for like the making opposite. pot roast all the day long. Like that's I mean, not the listen, purpose. But if I make pot roast, I will share the recipe. And I will also <laughs> eat some. But you're not feeling that way. You're feeling that way. And that's kind of touching your heart because – that's what your family needs. That's what your heart mm-hmm. needs right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important too, is it's so easy to be like, this year I want to become 50 pounds lighter and a perfect cook and my kids are going to make their beds every day. And and it becomes these like good things that we almost turn into weeds, right? Sure. It's important to look at what's good, but also what's bearing fruit because there are a lot of good things that I've put a lot of time into that stopped bearing fruit and it just was time to you know redo that Mm -hmm. section of the garden and every year it's a good time of year to look at okay what does my family need what am I feeling really drawn to like in my heart what am I feeling like I'm being directed to do yes and cultivating those things that are meant to be bearing your family fruit for the year totally I love that bearing fruit is a great way to put that because there are a lot of good things that we do that just don't bear the fruit mm-hmm. or bear the fruit that we mean for it too. Or they maybe they will for a time or, you know, with vegetables, sometimes you, when you have the, the plants that come back, you have mm-hmm. to totally take them out and then retill the soil and then put totally. some new ones back in. So true. All these great analogies. I basically want to grow a garden I want a in garden 2019. so bad right now. <laughs> I think that might happen in 2019 for us. I just know. talking about it. I was going to say, I may have to up that schedule. I know. Okay, that might be a different episode for another day. <laughs> well, everything that we're talking about, what, what it really makes me think of, and it doesn't matter what your goal is and what flowers you choose to be the ones that kind of shine a little brighter in your garden Mm -hmm. because we're all going to have different goals I just happen to share mine but I feel like that the key to my success and the efforts I'm trying to make is definitely not about doing more Mm -hmm. and that is what happens I think it's a dangerous thing that happens around this time of year when people start thinking about resolutions is I think they think about all the things that actually pile onto their life and add to the to-do list who needs that well, and don't we all feel like we're putting 10 pounds of flour in a five-pound sack? Because all the time. I use that phrase at least once a week. It yeah. is. We're all to this phase of life where we have so much information. There are so many good things that it, you have got to like weed out what doesn't matter or what doesn't matter to your family at that time. That's right. Because I can't imagine anyone feels like, oh, I have all this free time and desire what to, should I do what should I do with all my free <laughs> like no one feels that way well I mean a few people do 
a few people Please do. call me if you do because yes. <laughs> I need to know what you're doing and how you're doing it. Well, everyone has a different path, right? But at the end of the day, we are really, we're really, we've got to be more intentional. That's yeah. it. We've got to be more intentional. So this is, this is where I want to start breaking it down because we can talk about weeding the garden and how, um, how meaningful that is. But my best advice to start thinking about this is truly to create some stillness mm-hmm. and really, really take a hard look at your life, like even each area of your life. And yeah. that's how I think we are going to be better able to come to some sort of awareness or conclusions about what would be good to eliminate. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you want some good advice about creating stillness, because that's not something that you find, mm-hmm. that's not something that's accidental, you have to create stillness. So listen back to episode 12, because we talked all about that. And I'm telling you, the more that I have had stillness in my life, and especially lately, it's been crazy town this year for yeah. me. And the last few months have been nuts, but I feel like I've also never had more stillness. I've, I've worked hard to create the stillness. And yeah. because of that, I have gained clarity. And that's why I feel like I can talk about weeding the garden, because I feel like I have more yeah, clarity. Probably you have more insight on it because you're putting you're putting that stillness. You've really practiced that effectively yeah. this year, and it's made a huge difference. So this is the question that I would invite you guys to ask yourself. And Becky, you're asking yourself, and I'm asking myself. We're all like really contemplating this. Okay, so what is something, or what are several things that, if eliminated from your life, would result in positive changes, or help me to evolve and grow closer to my potential? That's, I mean, that's, this is why I think stillness is so important. We have to pause. We have to pause, pause the show that you're listening to right now if you need to. Um, Pause the music, pause whatever you're doing, sit still, be still and sit in that question and really think about it. What could be eliminated in order to make your life even sweeter? Do you have any thoughts on that for you? I absolutely do. And I'm pulling it up on my phone actually as we speak because I have... An awesome quote that I came across last week, and I actually shared it on my Instagram account, but um, I love how you said, what will help me grow closer to my potential, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. The views that I have for my life, for my family, like I'm a human being, Mm -hmm. like they're flawed. And so the most crucial step for me with realizing what is my potential is is to pray. Mm -hmm. That prayer has to be there for me because... I think I limit myself far more than I need to be limited because I just have, you know, a human view of myself. Well, and you kind of think that you can just kind of do it. Yeah. You can just kind of do life. You're fine. You're good. You're yes. smart. You're capable. Totally. Yeah. And I love that. so the quote, this is, and I will talk more about the weeds I'm weeding this year, but I have to share this quote. It's from Dieter F. Ugdorf, and it says, if we look at ourselves only through our mortal eyes, we may not see ourselves as good enough. But our Heavenly Father sees us as we truly are and who we can become. And I love that. And I'll talk more about that a little bit later. But I don't want to be living up to these expectations I put for myself. Or that society puts on you. Totally. That society puts or even, um, you know, through society that then I internalize. Mm -hmm. Because when I have expectations for myself that are unrealistic – and not that they're even too hard unrealistic, but I'm I'm a very unique human being as we all are. Mm-hmm. I have certain gifts. I have certain challenges. And my potential is completely contingent upon the things that I'm supposed to do. Does that make sense? Totally. And so I am working on this year 
being intentional with making sure that I know what what my um, my path is supposed to be yeah. and then doing what I need to do to make sure that every plant in my garden mm-hmm. supports mm-hmm. what Heavenly Father needs me to become. That bigger goal. Instead yeah. of what I want to become. That is perfect. And I don't know what just fell. <laughs> <It> just dropped. <laughs> that that mic- was a mic drop right <laughs> that there. <laughs> I love that. And I'm so glad that you said that because I, I think that we can all be better for turning to God um, for everything in our life. And I love that. Okay. So here's what I did. I took this question to people that I love and care about. I asked my kids. I asked my husband. I asked some of my best friends. I asked you guys mm-hmm. on social media. I asked a bunch of people because I was really curious to get outside of my own head and just let people share their knee-jerk response to that very question. Yeah. And I want to share this, and here's why. I feel like we can talk about weeding the garden, and this is super personal for every single one of us. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, the reason why we have a podcast and the reason we exist as a company and the reason that people share at all is to help each other. Mm-hmm. And so the more that we hear about what's working for other people or what they're focusing on. I don't know. I just feel like it gives it gives our wheels a little extra spin and we're able to think a little bit more openly about yeah. possibilities for our own life, right? Mm-hmm. So when I asked my kids, I won't name who said what. <laughs> because guess what? Don't I actually, say if it's a boy or a girl because that really eliminates I, the... Uh, well, fun fact, when I asked Claire. my kids, there were friends in the car. So this oh. comes from kids, not even just my own. Okay. Your your child or children may or may not be in any of these answers. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, man. So one of the kids said soda. One said addictive games. One said quarreling. Yes, that is the word they used, quarreling with my siblings. That might be Jameson. Who it wasn't. That. Really? But does he say that? Oh, he says the best like million dollar words all the time. Oh, I love that. Well, then he would have said that. But nope, that was not Jameson. Quarreling with my siblings. Okay. And then someone else said excessive YouTube watching. Okay. These yep. kids, the ages range from nine to 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is really just like a whole bunch of kids. My husband, I asked David, I asked him to really think about this. And I, and he gave me one answer. He didn't even like come up with a list because he's not going to give up his favorite beverage. Right. He loves that. There is a time and a season and (laughs) this may not be that year. Maybe 2025. Maybe. But I mean, like, is that that the point, right? Like, I I think that we have to be really intentional about what we choose for ourselves to eliminate. Excuse me. All right. So David said work. Okay. Now, most people can't be like, well, I'm just done with work. That's just not how that works. For David's specific situation, he's mm-hmm. a, he's a full-time anesthesiologist. He gets paid when he works, meaning mm-hmm. it's not just a salary, right? right? So he has the opportunity to take days off if he wants. He just doesn't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. So his point in saying that is that he used to be better about taking intentional days off to just yeah. kind of have a break. And he just hasn't lately, hasn't been yeah. able to for a lot of reasons. And so as he thought about the question, hmm. which he then was actually like thinking about it, he was like, you know what? I want to be, I want to actually eliminate. It doesn't mean not work. Right. It means eliminate some of those working hours that really I don't have to do. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. That All is right. cool. Here's the feedback from friends. These are my personal friends. Some of them are your personal friends, Becky, because mm-hmm. we have some common friends. But in no particular order, I'm just throwing them out there. Soda, Diet Coke, caffeine, sugar, falling asleep with my makeup on, <laughs> wasted phone time, Social media, meaning the the thoughtless kind. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that 
you or I will ever say social media is bad and you should eliminate it altogether because yeah. that is definitely not what we think. It's a tool like any other. It is a tool. But the thoughtless kind, I know exactly mm-hmm. what this friend meant. Like yep. she she wants to be a little bit more Falling down this social media rabbit hole where you Serious. go on to check one thing and three hours later you're like, well, I bought four items and exactly my time is gone. Or you're scrolling aimlessly and you feel kind of crummy about yourself at the end of it mm. because you're not following the right accounts. You're following people who make you feel bad about your home, your body, your marriage, your family family, your life, your job. Okay. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. Let's stop that, right? Seriously. Facebook, phones and bedrooms, noise, being fearful, fear of heights, negative thoughts about myself and others, which this friend who said that didn't just answer the question. She said, this would literally mean that if she got rid of the negative thoughts about herself and others, Mm -hmm. that she would have more time and less anxiety, Mm -hmm. to which I say, Amen. Yep. That would happen. Another friend said mom guilt. I'm actually going to call out who this one is because it means something special to everybody listening. Yeah. Um, this was Heidi. I thought it might be. Yeah, this is Heidi. So if you listen to episode oh, 13. Was it 13? Okay, mm-hmm. good memory. So Heidi came on and she talked on episode 13 when we talked about parenting the differently abled child. And, and she does feel mom guilt that Max her child that has a lot of needs that are different than her other children, Mm -hmm. than her other children. And so that was what she was identifying as the thing that really she should eliminate. Not the time with Max, the mom guilt. guilt That comes from no one but herself. And Mm -hmm. she knows it and she's owning it and she wants to change that. That's That's pretty cool. Um, Another friend, and this is the last one I'll mention from friends, resentment. Mm. My girlfriend that said this, when she said it, I knew that whatever she said would be powerful and meaning meaningful. And when she said that, I had no idea that resentment would be what she was holding on to. And she said, if I could let go of resentment and overcome that in one specific relationship, my life would be different. So when we talk about things to eliminate and we when we talk about weeds to pull, mm-hmm. Please, please feel free to go deep with us here, yeah. guys, if you're thinking about this. Soda, caffeine, sugar, sure. These are all great things. In fact, they're really great things to, I mean, everyone's different, but like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. think about eliminating stuff that we put in our body that we don't need. But man, can we go a little deeper also? Now, when I asked on social media, the answers I got, I'm not going to repeat any that I've already said because there was some repeat. Yeah. But in addition to what we've already shared, the answers included... TV, anxiety and worry, like worrying about what other people think and the what ifs of every day, mm-hmm. worrying about the future and or what I can't change. Someone said housework, mm-hmm. self-doubt, clutter, physical and mental clutter, the need to control all the things. Oh, amen, sister. And that wasn't Becky Proudfoot it that said that. Me. It wasn't you, but sister, are you in good company? Yes, you yes. are. Stuff with all capitals, stuff. That is what somebody wants to eliminate. Um, my own inner critic, mm-hmm. too many sweets, perfectionism, guilt, comparison, doubt, lack of self-confidence, overthinking, email, potato chips, and French fries. <laughs> I'm not ready to give up I'm French fries. I'm only laughing because I am not going to give up French fries in my life. <laughs> I can't do it. No, not yet. Debt. Yes, debt. Constant need to please everyone. Long commute laziness, financial insecurity, fortnight, unrealistic expectations, procrastination, judgment, half of my possessions, <laughs> junk food. I feel like amen to all right? of the above. I know. So here's the thing is this 
this episode and the purpose of us talking about it is not for you to adopt this long list, right? right. I'm going to stop where I left off. The list is long. And the list is long because we I tapped into a lot of people. And mm-hmm. that's the point. Right. This is a very personal, very individual, and it is our responsibility to make sure that we identify that for ourselves. So one thing I do want to mention, just because some of these things like sugar and caffeine and email and, you know, things that can't like literally go completely 100% away for most people. Right. The saying is, well, moderation in all things. Mm -hmm. And I think that is great. And some things do warrant moderation. Like for me personally, sugar would be something that I should have in moderation. It shouldn't be something that consumes most of my calories every day, although that sounds really lovely. Um, But it's also something that realistically, I don't want to give that up completely. I am not interested in giving up 100% of the sugar intake in my life. Well, and to be honest with you, from a health perspective, the stress we induce on ourselves by trying to be like perfect and eliminating, we'll just say sugar because that's what we're talking about. The stress you put on yourself is more damaging to your health than Mm. like any amount of sugar, well, not any, but well, the amount of sugar you're most likely intaking is. So Amanda, who the who is the one on the episode Overcoming Discouragement, mm-hmm. she has this rule that I have kind of adopted because it is doable. It's doable. I need small, attainable goals, and I need to be successful in order to like build upon. So she always says she lives her life by the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like is 80% of the time, she eats super healthy. She does actually eliminate sugar um, 80% of the time, right? Mm-hmm. So you can apply that to caffeine. You can apply that to anything really. 80% of the time, she tries to be really good and perfect. But then the 20%, she gives herself as a gift that 20% of the time as a grace, right? Mm-hmm. Because like she that. says 80-20, that's really the best that you can hope for without seriously getting crazy and discouraged. That makes a lot of sense. So I totally live by 80-20 and it works out perfectly with like weekend, you know, sugar yeah. eating if you yes. need to when eat we're sugar talking on the about weekends. Like food, mm-hmm. right? And th- But even TV, you could apply it to TV. You, you could, could apply, apply it to a lot of things. To, yeah. to a lot of things. Absolutely. Well, and and definitely some things weren't moderation like we're talking about. Um, it I would agree with social media like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. Yeah. Like that should definitely be in mo- in moderation as well. And some things are better off just not being a part of our life at all. Like right. at all, at all. And you know what that is for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go there because yeah. we all know what that means for ourselves. So be mindful of that. We should yeah. be really considering eliminating completely the stuff that we should not have. That's harmful. For example holding a grudge. Mm-hmm. There is no place for that in your life or mine or anyone's. Right. It happens. We all do it. We all have the tendency as humans yeah. to maybe harbor those feelings. But that is something that if eliminated could completely change your life for the better. Yeah. So I'll go out on a limb and say that could be completely mm-hmm. um, gone. All right. So let me just share some examples of some weeds that I have already pulled in my life because I'm going to talk about what I want to work on. But I can tell you from experience where I've actually found success Mm -hmm. in weeding the garden with these things. Perfect. In no particular order. Okay. Not working on Sunday. You're really good at that. Okay. That was was a problem for me. Really? Yes. Like in the earlier years of running the business, and here's why. I did it from home, right? We were running the business from home. I had babies. I had huge responsibilities in my life outside of work. Um... And it was it was just a lot, right? And David and I were just trying to get this thing off the ground in the first yeah. place. So our work 
consumed us. Yeah. Raising a family consumed us. We were sleep deprived. We were eating like crap. It was just an unbalanced season of life. Mm-hmm. And one that I never want to repeat, but I will never, ever regret. Right. Right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So in that time, the the boundaries mm-hmm. were just gray. They were just gray because I didn't have this linear effect of yeah. like work is work and families. I just mm-hmm. didn't. It was all blended. It was all a hot mess, right? <laughs> and so I I would definitely fall into the trap of just getting stuff done on Sunday when Take I had a chance. Take that second where yeah. you don't have something else. And, That's right. Yeah. And in the past few years, I have worked really, really hard to be very intentional to honor the Sabbath day as what it is. And for me personally, that means putting work to the side. Yeah. Because that's a day of rest. And a day of rest from work to me is really meaningful. That's a gift. It is a gift. It is the Sabbath day literally is a gift to all of us. Mm -hmm. And the way that I try and have really gotten better about partaking of that gift is mm-hmm. to truly make it a day of rest. And and I don't mean rest like I'm sleeping all day, although I do, I do love a good Sunday. A little Sunday. nap never hurt anybody. Oh, man, do I love a good Sunday yeah. nap when I get it. But it's um, – anyway, so no work on Sundays. And I can tell you what, that has changed my life for That's the better. Amazing. Another thing that I've been able to give up, and I'm not saying it doesn't slip in occasionally, but I have stopped overanalyzing what I think others think about me. Oh, that was a good one. I feel like you need to say that one more time. I will. I have stopped overanalyzing what I think others think about me. So your perception My of perception. how the world receives yes. and or judges you. That's correct. Because guess what? Man, that's, that's not one. my responsibility. What you think of me, how you perceive my actions, yeah. that is actually none of my business. Right. And we do, as humans, fall into the trap of that. Now, for me personally, where I got caught up in that, and I still see that little like it creeps in once in a while, is when I overthink someone's perception of something that I've done or said. And I worry, and I worry, did that come across the right way? Mm -hmm. I only meant that in love. Did that mean well? Did they receive it well? And and I have I have learned to let that go because man, the the worry and anxiety that that causes, yeah. It it wasted so much of my time when there was nothing I could do to change anyone's mind about who I am or what I do or how I make choices. Right. None of that is anyone else's business but theirs. Right. Right. Another thing, overscheduled kids. Oh, good one. I have eliminated overscheduled kids, meaning I used to. We're like, let's do this and let's do that. And this is great because it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know good, better, best. Right. And a lot of good stuff is good. And that's fine because they're busy and involved in great things and developing skills and relationships and all of that. But what I treasure more and have learned pretty quickly is that I really value time together as a family where we're just together and not running in a million directions. And it still feels like we run in a million directions, even if only, even if the kids are only involved in one thing at a time, it just happens. So why go further than that for me Mm -hmm. personally? Um, I mentioned this earlier, but I have learned how to let go of hurt feelings. My feelings have been hurt, just as yours have been, just as everyone's have been. We're human. We're going to have our feelings hurt. And um, I've had some deeply, deeply hurtful things in my life that I had to really, really work through, like mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally. And you're talking about like not just letting time pass and hope that it dulls the ache, but really intentionally working to resolve that within yourself. Right. And that's the key is within myself. We can we can say sorry or we can hope for the apology. It could go both ways. Right. But really what 
is our responsibility is to do the work on our own Mm -hmm. and hopefully with God's help because that is honestly what because let's be honest you guys some things a lot of things recently in my life I literally can't do on my own right I just can't right and I think that perfectly falls into letting go of those grudges you're right Mm -hmm. there that there is a higher power that needs to help help you resolve some of those things that's right and even for people who don't necessarily um, have that kind of faith or don't believe in God or whatever, you can still do the work Mm -hmm. as best you can, you know, um, by really making a choice because that is what it is, is you make a choice to let it go. That grudge is weighing you down way more than it's hurting the other person. Sure, your feelings were hurt. My feelings have been hurt. We all get hurt. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Like really life is too short. Let that go. Yeah. And I, I won't go into the stories now, but I could tell stories of how, how freeing that is, how liberating that is and yeah. how it has completely lifted weights off of my shoulders when I've made the choice to just let those things go. Yeah. Big game changer for sure. Um, I went through a phase where I volunteered for everything and the vol- oh, the excessive volunteering yes. Um, is a wonderful thing. We should always be willing to give of ourselves, <clears throat> excuse me, to serve, to do, to contribute. That That is part of our purpose, I believe. Yeah. And I know that you feel the same way. But I also don't think that we have to always be signing up to volunteer for everything that comes across our lap. Do you ever. know what like, someone actually brought? Because I am just coming out of this phase. Like, I, I you think know, you are. Yeah. I volunteer for everything. And it is done from a place of just wanting to help. Absolutely. And it's the best intention ever. Absolutely. But I filled my life up with all this stuff. And someone pointed out to me, someone in my life said to me in kind of a, a snarky way a little bit. but oh like, dear. Was it me? None of us even have a chance because mm. you're already volunteering for everything. Wow. And I was like, huh. Wow. And I had never thought about it that way. But by being mindful of putting my time and volunteerism into things that I'm really supposed to do mm-hmm. and then stepping back and allowing for other people to have that opportunity and to receive like, those blessings to receive the blessings totally but to even let themselves you know I'm a goer like a go do kind of girl and so if I feel like I should do something I just do it it may take someone else a minute and how many times have I like deprived someone the opportunity because there's nothing left to do by the time they've plugged in sure and so I'm just trying to make sure that the things I volunteer for which I will always volunteer because that's just who I am yep um are the things I'm meant to be putting my time into that's a good way to put it. And letting someone else put their time into it. Absolutely. So that they can have that experience too. Well, specifically in the school even, and, you know, I, for years I was, I was, you know, the classroom mom and I did all the things and I was in there every, every month doing pictures and yearbooks. Yeah. Anyway, you know, everyone's service in school looks different, but that was mine. And then I realized that I was stressing myself out so bad. Because I was piling more things on my plate that were good things, right. but they weren't the best things. Mm-hmm. The best thing was for me to be a mom who wasn't stressed out mm-hmm. with my own children instead of worrying about the 28 other kids in the class. And and so again, times and seasons. I definitely believe that there should be a season in most of our lives as as yeah. moms, for example, being in the school, what a great thing. Like being mm-hmm. there with the kids, you have been very much in the thick, obviously, with the way that you've been serving yes. in the kids' school. Like 
I love that there are seasons for that. And I do mm-hmm. think that other people also need opportunities. Totally. And it's, it's just great. It's great for everybody. But anyway, that is something that I didn't eliminate from a, you know, 100 to 0%. Right. Volunteerism is very important to me as well, serving. Mm-hmm. But I learned to scale back in a way that made so much sense for me. And I've been way more peaceful mm-hmm. about that and without the guilt. Because trust you me, I felt the guilt at first. Right. I felt bad that I was the mom on every field trip mm-hmm. in the classroom, and then I got over it because it was a choice. Right. All right. A couple more things I have learned to weed out of my garden. Decluttering at home. We could talk. This could be its own episode, but I'll I tell think you we what. we would title that episode, Shoveling in a Snowstorm <laughs> would be a great. That is a good way to put it. A great episode title. But – Shoveling the snowstorm. I mean, like, what else is snowing, right? We are the ones that accumulate. We're the ones that are acquiring the possessions or whatever. Like, that's also a choice. That is why I think this could be its own episode, really, truly. But I will say this. A few years ago, David and I read, and when I say read with air quotes, I mean, we listened together to the Mm -hmm. audio version of a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It's by Marie Kondo. Chances are you've heard of it. Have you read that book? I actually have not, but I surely would love to do it. But you've heard of the book, right? I have not heard of the book. Wait, what? Not. You for real have never heard of this book? Mm-mm, I really haven't. I didn't know that. No. Okay, listeners, you're with me, right? Like, are you kind of blown away that Becky Proudfoot has not heard of this book? I have book? not. Okay. I did that kitchen sink one that Amanda talked about. We read that a few years ago the about cleaning your kitchen. Fly lady. Yeah? Okay. I did fly lady for a hot minute. Okay. Well, no, this is... Okay, I'm so glad that you haven't heard of this book because I get to tell you about I'm it. I'm very excited. I'm not going to actually, t- this is not a book review and I want to, I actually have a goal to keep this episode closer to 45 minutes than an hour. We're looking good. <laughs> we're, we're looking good. Anyway, um, I want you to consider reading this book or listening to this book. David and I listened to it together because we wanted to make sure that we were totally on the same page. That is That's the, key. the most brilliant thing Anything that has to do with changes in the home, yes. you've got to partner in your spouse because if yes. you are both not buying into this, oh, it is going to be disaster. an additional source of like contention and stress trying to get someone else on board with something they think is not totally. that awesome. That is absolutely truth. And what we would do as we listen together is we would pause it and we would talk. Mm-hmm. And we would discuss and we get on the same page or we'd have, you know, like find out where we were off a little bit. Then we would get on the same page and then right. we would unpause and keep playing. It is. So I, I hate to talk the book up too much because it really, it, in my opinion, it kind of became this trend. Oh, uh, This is why I'm so surprised that you haven't yeah, heard haven't about heard. it. But I am telling you what, it changed that book, Marie Kondo's book, changed our perspective on how we think about stuff. So you've learned about me pretty quickly, Becky, that I'm not an impulsive shopper and that I'm pretty reserved when it comes to spending, that sort of thing. Um, Part of that's my nature. Part of that's my upbringing. Part of that is um, this book. Right. And the way I think about stuff. Now, I like stuff, right? We're Mm -hmm. building a new home. It will be filled with stuff. But it's going to be way more intentional stuff. So my my point and how it kind of ties into weeding the garden. Yeah. A few years ago is when we read it. It's taken us a few years. We didn't do it all in a weekend, as she actually suggests. Mm-hmm. Don't let your mind be blown too bad. I'll plan a trip to Disneyland right. and we can 
I really would do that though. I would plan. I know a trip. you would. I love Taylor and I listen to audiobooks on road trips all yes. the time. And it's the I want you, this has to be your next one. Mm-hmm. You, okay. okay, it just has to be. So we've been decluttering in my home. That's my point. That mm-hmm. is how I've been weeding the garden of our home, is we've been decluttering together and we're relentless. And we usually go by when we're in the mood for it. We're mm-hmm. not we don't schedule like this time on this day. Right. We just are like, ooh, are you feeling in the mood to declutter? Let's yeah. do it. And we just go. And it's and it and we're brutal. We're, we did that yesterday. Oh, did you? So we you. um we have something we do. I talked about in our traditions episode, but um where our little elf brings our kids Santa sacks to um put toys in mm-hmm. to bring less fortunate children. Yep. And so we did that yesterday. Good that for was our you. activity for yesterday with the kids. And then Taylor and I were like, should we go through every closet in this house? And we just went through the kids' clothes mm. and um we're able to get rid of several bags of just things that they've outgrown. But oh. and on a scale of one to ten, how does that feel when you declutter? There are no words. Right? It is the best. It the best. is the best. It is the best. Decluttering is it's almost a spiritual. It's cleansing. Thing. It, it is cleanses cleansing. my soul. Yes. And I don't know how, but it does. It really does. And there's legitimacy to that for sure. And I I can attest to the experience that that has been. And we're not done. We continue to declutter. That mm-hmm. to me is not a once and done thing. It's no, just because you're constantly acquiring. accumulating. That's why yes. I say it's like shoveling in a snowstorm. Right. Because if you gave yourself the decluttering job and said, over Christmas break, we're going to declutter. Right. There's no way you could be successful. I mean, it just, unless you shut down your life and it became mm-hmm. a huge source of stress for you but I like that I like the constant decluttering it's just a, it's a way of being instead of like That's a right. massive chore to undertake well and when you read the book you'll you'll feel that even more you will feel the depth of what you just said actually mm-hmm. really resonate with you times a hundred because of the way that she talks about it as a lifestyle not mm. just a project it's a lifestyle That's cool. oh and it feels so good one more thing that I will mention that I have really worked hard on in my life and it has been a huge blessing is I have worked to eliminate noise in the car every Mm -hmm. single time that I get in the car. So what that looks like for me is no matter if I had kids or not, usually there was something going on in the car. So if the kids were in the car, we would listen to the radio or we'd be chat. I mean, we love to chat. And so it's not usually about the music, but sometimes we love the music, right? Mm -hmm. But the key for me has been when the kids are not in the car with me. And I would usually fill that time. Now, sometimes I've gone through seasons where I was very intentional because I would be listening to audio scriptures or really uplifting talks or really great podcasts. Or really great music. Sometimes just really great music, right? A hundred percent and all kinds of music. I mean, I just, I love all of that. So I definitely am not saying or suggesting or even attesting that I've- That it's right for everybody. No, or that I've even done that from, you know, hundred to zero. What I'm saying is that there are times when it feels so right and it is so intentional that when I get in the car, there is not- a nothing. There's not a noise of any kind. I'm not making a phone call. I'm not playing music. I'm not yeah. listening to anything. No matter how uplifting it is, I'm not listening. Because I'll tell you what, in that stillness and in that quiet have come some of my greatest experiences in my life. And that's personal, and I'm not going to go further than that. But I have had prayers yeah. answered. I have had thoughts revealed to me and ideas come to mind that I would have never experienced had I had any sort of noise. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of that eliminating That totally noise. illustrates the good, better, best principle, right? Absolutely. Is, I love that you kind of started and ended with the uh, with that action of stillness, right? That's a great place for anybody to start. And it is not something that is an unattainable goal for anyone. That's we can right. all create five minutes of quiet, we sure of can. stillness mm-hmm. in our life. And we should. 
And we need to. Yeah. It's, it's more important than ever. Mm -hmm. We've got this world is noisier than it's ever been. And it's our opportunity and obligation and privilege to create that stillness. And to model that for our kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure you check that one out, that, that episode on stillness with Hillary Weeks. What was it again? Episode 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make sure you listen to that. Okay. I want to wrap up with a couple um, more thoughts. I want us to consider that when it comes to eliminating, there are things, I was mentioning this earlier, there are things that really should be zero. Mm -hmm. They really should be completely eliminated. So to give you some examples, you know what bad habits you have. Mm -hmm. I know mine. Becky, you know yours. We all have bad habits that can be eliminated. And we're not talking about like diet coke or no 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 i watch it no no it's how it's what you identify as a bad habit for example if you lie all the time that is a bad habit Mm -hmm. there's nothing good that comes from lying stop lying stop stop it (laughs) um you know gossiping does that Mm -hmm. do any good who does that serve and by the way it looks really bad on you it does right that is the real secret about gossiping right is when you're doing it you think uh whatever no you look stupid and no one will trust you because if you're gossiping about someone else, in my head, you know what I think? Ooh, I wonder what she's saying about me behind my back. Oh, it's it's definitely that. It's not, I wonder if she also talks about me that way. It's, I bet she does. Mm-hmm. It's not. A, it's, it's definitely not an insecurity on my part. It's an assumption because right. if that person is talking about other people, come on. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't serve anyone. And I, I mean with gossiping, I've totally gone through gossiping phases. I'm just going to put that out there like – probably earlier in my life. Mm -hmm. But gossiping is something too that I think is one of those things that can creep up because I don't think anyone sets out to have bad intentions to hurt people. But it's one of those things you got to really keep in check. Yep. They are they are the great kind of weeds to pull because they do creep in and they don't belong there. And your garden will look so much prettier without them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you've got a sin, you know, we talked about bad habits, but a sin, meaning if you are cheating, you're stealing, if you're married, but you're flirting with others, come on. No, 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 <laughs> just That's stop. That's a hard no. That's a hard on pass that on that. Let's just not. Um, you know, if you're overspending, if you're causing, uh, Becky, I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> when we say you? over, no, it is true though. I, Becky is so not an impulsive shopper and I am an impulsive shopper in, it's in, fun though. <laughs> in a way that is uh, not with huge purchases or like spending us into debt or anything, but yeah, I am. I could totally be more intentional with my, my spending. Here's the difference though. You could be the same kind of spender as you are, but you could make your your family could be bringing in half the income. That's when I would start worrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all know what our what our income looks like. Yeah, we need to be spending less than we make, right? Oh, for, and so that's a starting place. But even if you have forty million dollars in the bank, right, buying yourself something every time it looks cute is probably not. The well, best probably a idea. little excessive, right? For sure. And I'll just say, you know, other things like complaining. Negative talk about others, especially mm-hmm. your family. Mm. Please, if you're talking negatively and, and yep. trash talking about your, your spouse or your children, enough, enough. Yeah. It's got to be done. These are things that can absolutely be eliminated. All right. So when you think about weeding in the garden of your life, just think about all of the areas. And so I'm just going to mention classic examples of what that could be, just so that as you are thinking about this, think about the spiritual part of your life. Your marriage, your family, your home, hobbies, health, your work, the financial aspect of your life, and of course, other relationships. Mm -hmm. The list does go on, but those are some major categories that we can all probably take a look at. Once you have identified what you want to eliminate, this is 
this is where this is where I love our community so much because even without knowing each and every one of you personally, I know and have complete confidence in you, dear listener that is hearing this right now, that you know what to do. You know what to do in order Mm -hmm. to eliminate that thing from your life. You felt it. You Mm -hmm. feel that little pull. You hear the little voice in your head telling you what that thing is. So just listen. Yes. Listen and put it into action. So let's wrap up by both of us maybe... If you're ready for this, Becky, oh, I'm ready. <laughs> you feeling good about this? Yeah. I would like for you and I both to just go ahead and share very personally what we feel like are some weeds in our life right now that we are going to work on pulling. Yes. Okay. Let's hear it. So, well, kind of a little backstory. Each year we come up with kind of a theme and a word, okay? What, in your family? In my family. Okay. Um, and we kind of have a theme that we work towards. Mm-hmm. This year I came up with a word, um, for myself. Okay. And that word is grace. Mm. Grace this is, for the is coming my year? word for 2019. Okay. Grace for myself, grace for others, grace for situations, just grace. I love and that, that is something I'm going to work on because the weeds I'm pulling in my life right now, um, thinking that my way is the best way, mm. kind of a control issue. We're still, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still always working, still on, working that. on. Yeah. Um, that work is never done. I heard this phrase yesterday. Uh, my friend Mandy said it at church and has totally stuck with me, but I am going to stop craving after toxic perfectionism. Amazing. That hit me like a ton of bricks when right? she said it. And mm-hmm. just like we're saying to you guys, like, mm-hmm. you know, think of that thing that you know is pulling at your heart. When she said that, I was like, oh. Like you felt it. So good. Yes. I'm not going to crave after toxic perfectionism. Love it. Um, and I am going to stop having unreal expectations for myself and others, and particularly two of my children. Awesome. Who are amazing, amazing. And I just have to constantly remind myself, like, they are so much better than me, and they are kids. And they are kids. They're kids. Yes. And so adjusting your expectation of yes. them. I grace. love that. I'm having grace. Oh, I love and that, And I'm going to hopefully teach them grace. And that is my theme for 2019. I love that. Those are excellent weeds that can be pulled and your garden is about to get even prettier. It's going to be so much less anxiety Yeah. in my garden. Oh my gosh, it will be. Oh, it wait. totally will be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll share a few of mine. Um, I am... I will tell you the very first weed I thought, I'm going to pull this and because I mean it. I, this I know exactly no, where you're going No joke this. to this. I have oh. fallen into a trap of, of fast food in my life. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've been in survival mode, which is so much going mm-hmm. on. And it is all. it has nothing to do with anything but my own lack of preparation. If I am prepared and I know how to plan the meals and I know how to yeah. organize my life, and I do know, that's the thing, I have the tools. I know how to do this, but yeah. I have fallen into the weeds have just crept right on up out of the well, soil. Well, it's because you have a lot of outside factors right now going on that are a lot of that are helping yeah. those weeds to thrive, right? Right. right? And so this year has been so crazy for you that going to 2019, perfect turnover, a new leaf. Yeah. Some of those factors will hopefully calm down a little bit, but totally. going into it with that mindset of like, this is happening, you're going to be able to do it. I well, know it. And I know I can do it because I know how to do it. It's not like I don't know how to cook. I right. love to cook. 
I really enjoy being in the kitchen. Yeah. It's all about being organized and planning ahead. And mm-hmm. same with lunches during work days. And like, this is, I know what to do. You I have to say that it. on repeat to convince myself, I know what to do. You got this. <laughs> I do have this. Thank you for that support. But fast food, it, it doesn't, I mean, yes, in a pinch for sure. I'll have some occasional fast food. And trust you, me, I love the French fries. Oh, I really do. Do you know what I love? What? You know this. What? Those darn cheese curds oh yes you do oh for the love (laughs) so i'm not suggesting that you need to eliminate fast food but i know where because you don't have the same problem i have yeah i fast food has become a problem and it's been too much in my life and so anyway that's an easy weed that i know that's your impulse purchase it is i impulse purchase jewelry yeah (laughs) that is darling and sweaters maybe and you impulse purchase fast food i would rather have your impulse purchase Mine just goes right through. I mean, like... Let's just <laughs> eliminate that one. Don't replace it. Maybe next year you can... Okay. Here's another thing I want to eliminate. <laughs> okay. It's not like I can do this all together, but email. Here's what I mean. Yes. I don't know about you, and I don't even want to look at your inbox. I don't want to see anyone else's numbers, but I I am a pretty... I, I really like keeping the numbers low on my inboxes. Me too. And I say that multiple because I have a work inbox, mm-hmm. and I have my personal inbox. and um, And I'm pretty good about... Um, um, compartmentalizing and being on top of them. And it stresses me out when the numbers get big and blah, blah, blah. Well, I have realized that without me even knowing it, right? Think of those weeds just kind of creeping up where they even come from. I am somehow subscribed to a handful of emails that are sending me so much junk. I, I'm not the consumer that's actually going to purchase when you tell me about the next sale. Right. And so I need to just opt out. It is really easy to hit unsubscribe mm-hmm. on any of those emails. I don't get hundreds of them, but I have probably a dozen or two emails that I just don't need to be on that list. And that yeah. would cut my email in half, honestly. That would be great. So I'm going to do one. that. Okay. Another thing. Now this is kind of on a personal note, but I've already shared it publicly by the time you guys hear this, but this is a big deal. And such an important decision for me as a small business owner. But I made the decision, which I can't even say was a hard decision. It seems like it would be such a hard decision. Yeah. But it came with such an intense amount of peace Mm -hmm. that it wasn't that hard. And that is that I've chosen to eliminate the astronomical expense of having a beautiful commercial office space. Mm -hmm. Big decision. Because this is a home away from home where yeah. we've been for these past few years. This is where we've enjoyed incredible memories as a team. It's been amazing. I won't go into all of that. And I feel an incredible amount of peace knowing that the elimination of that extraordinary expense mm-hmm. is exactly the right thing for my business at this time. Mm-hmm. And it feels really, really good. So one more thing. Over planning for the podcast Becky and I both have talked about this, that we are, we are, listen, we love this work. We love Love what we do. Love it. Love, love it. Love it so much. Yes. That (laughs) might borderline obsession at some times. I mean. With the over planning though. Right. Because we care so deeply. We do. About being able to share our personal struggles and triumphs in a way that will be meaningful and helpful. Yeah. That sometimes maybe a little over preparation has happened on every single episode day (laughs) well here's a very real a very real example with this exact episode that we are finishing recording right now and that is that I had you know I gathered input I had examples I was excited to share and I was like you know what I should go through my journal because I know that I've written things down and I have these quotes and these other things I pulled I know that that would have added up to a couple more hours worth of work 
that was a couple more hours I snuggled with my son that I, mm-hmm. sorry, I back up. I didn't do that. Right. I stopped my preparations. I am prepared. I right. knew that I was prepared to talk about this. This is something that's been on my mind for weeks. Right. So I decided to, instead of taking it too far, instead of cluttering up my time and doing even more preparation than it was already prepared, yeah. I stopped. I was done. And I went and I spent time with my family because that, that was work that happened over the weekend on a Saturday. And so that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to look for things that we can eliminate because mm-hmm. we don't need to have the excess. Yep. Thank you for sharing, Becky. I Thank really you for appreciate sharing, that. Becky. Like seriously, I I love. I didn't know that you felt that way about resolutions. I didn't know yes. that you didn't know about the tidying book. I know. I feel like I'm I have some great so takeaways. Excited. Here's the biggest thing that we want you to feel. If you are feeling overwhelmed, and I think you are, yep, or burdened or stressed. Please remember that what you do not need in your life is to lengthen your to-do list. Michelle Lynn Craig said, peace comes in knowing that being more does not necessarily equate to doing more. Wow. I feel like that was a whole lot of goodness. And the best part, I don't feel overwhelmed one little bit. Yeah. I feel ready to rock this thing. I wanted to quickly say though, Clean Simple Eats, who I love, our sponsor, they do these CSE challenges, which mm-hmm. we mentioned in the ad, you I'm in a trip so to Disneyland. Yeah. So they're actually starting one on January 7th. Ooh, now here's the catch okay. is that I will be participating. So you're going to be going toe to toe with me competing Uh-oh. for a Disneyland trip. <laughs> it's going to be good. I don't think anyone has a fat chance <laughs> if you're in the running. It's going to be I good. I love that. Make sure that you check them out by going to cleansimpleeats.com and enter Becky15 at checkout. Because guys, we want you to save 15 bucks. And so. we want you to be healthy. Exactly. And we don't want you to be overwhelmed, which I don't think you are because I'm not. So basically, in this one episode of the podcast, we've just basically cured your whole life of problems. I think I can take a nap and sleep peacefully. (laughs) And thank you for that. We'll be with you guys next week. See you later. Bye. I am Becky Higgins, and with me, that was too fast. Don't you feel like I should have said something else? I think you should say, I'm the Baxter, and with (laughs) me is the other Baxter.